to Are You Coping, a subsection of State of Mind podcast from me, Grace Kingswell. If you didn't catch the last episode with Kat Sarsfield, then do go and have a listen to that for the ultimate foodie chat, predominantly about pasta and parmesan, lockdown coping mechanisms and lots of laughs. Today, my guest is Chris Barker, co-founder of We Move magazine, a project that was founded with the goal to explore what movement means and how it changes our lives. Chris is a photographer by trade, but also a passionate breathwork and ice bath lover, nature seeker and adventurer. The We Move podcast has taken him all over the world, meeting the most incredible people seeking connection, movement and knowledge. In this episode, I ask Chris what's keeping him going in lockdown, what he's learned about himself and what food he absolutely cannot live without right now. It will surprise you actually. (laughs) Please do subscribe to State of Mind, which is my podcast series, if you haven't already, and enjoy this little episode of Are You Coping? So good to have you on the podcast. How are hey, you? Very good. Very good. Thanks. Having a, um, I'm actually having a lovely experience during quarantine. <laughs> We've just been talking about this off air, but you are um, in lockdown in the countryside. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I actually live in central London, Bermondsey, so right next to, to London Bridge. Um, and when this all kicked off, I decided I needed to go and visit my parents for a bit and come mm. and say hello to them. And you know, and so they live in the countryside, and we have a uh, uh, a nature reserve is five minutes from their house, and there's a cold lake five minutes the other way from their house, and so it's you know I go out in the morning walk and I see cows, and if I oh, go to the so lake nice. I see fish. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, have you been there's, swimming there's in trees? The lake? I can yeah, I have been in the lake. Yeah, so that bizarrely the lake is, I think I think it's like one of the best scuba lakes in the country. And oh, wow. so, um, yeah, so it's, it's really beautiful, crystal clear water and, um, there's no one there, of course. So I have this entire lake to myself and I fell asleep on the side the other day because in the sunshine I got out and it was really hot. I just lay down. I was like, oh, I've literally just fallen asleep for 20 minutes. Gosh, that sounds so blissful. I think this lockdown that's, that's going on at the moment, a lot of people are having new experiences, some good, <clears> some bad. But that sounds like a lovely thing that, you know, you would never have done had the situation not presented itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm actually really grateful for this time. I'm kind of just, I'm just kind of using it in a way that, this, I'm, you know, appreciating it for being slow. Mm. You know, I'm, it means I'm, I'm not really, I'm not working, well, I'm, I'm not really working that much. I mean, we record podcasts for the podcasts that I have. But, you know, above and beyond that, there's not really much... I can do you know mm. we have we move but I'm also a photographer and all photo shoots have been postponed yes yeah. so so kind of been quite happy to say well you know this is not just that I haven't got work on it's like the whole world hasn't got the work on has, so yeah. so I'm just gonna enjoy it and and just be like okay well you know I'll just kind of take it easy and appreciate what it is I, I'm having an amazing time spending time with my parents mm. you know which which I would you know we have a great relationship but you know I would come home and see them for a little bit of time at Christmas or during during the year but now it's like we've actually had like three weeks together and you know mm. cooking for my mum and going out for walks mm. with them and you know things like this it's just like that I would never do in my normal life but actually it's, it's been a really beautiful experience so yeah 
I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of answered some of my questions. Well, my first question there anyway, but if you don't mind, Chris, yeah, of course. who are you? <laughs> uh, so I'm Chris Baker. Um, I The way that we know each other is uh, I have a platform called We Move uh, that I co-founded with uh, a friend of mine called James Shaw. And um, it was founded on the premise to inspire and nurture movement. And um, it outputs as a magazine, uh, as a uh, a weekly podcast and then we make films as well and we've done some events um and we essentially really just kind of go and spend time with with different people whose work that we really appreciate and and are curious about and uh we go and learn from them and then the output is the way that we we share what, what we've learned mm. what's been one of the kind of zaniest experiences that you've had through we move um <laughs> It's, I don't know if it's zaniest, but it's kind of really a reflection of my life. So I, I used to work in music. I spent 10 years running a record label and I got to a point where I, where I had to leave. And it, that's a whole other story, but I, I really didn't know how to leave until I just kind of decided to leave with yeah. no real plan. And and so we move like a really free-flowing way of living. And um, the way that we it all began was we had one person to interview. We decided we'd put a magazine together and we had one person to interview in San Francisco. So we, we traveled out to LA and, um, and then we came back like five weeks later, having met a plethora of different people across all of California and Japan. And we literally <laughs> just allowed ourselves to be guided. And, you know, so we turned up to the first person and they recommended someone else. So, you know, we then went somewhere else and then we went to Yosemite and then we, you know, went to Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and, and then we went out to Tokyo and then we went to somewhere outside of Tokyo and then we ended up in the Japanese Alps and, and, and we just kind of allowed it to be and we just allowed ourselves to, or, or we didn't get in the way of meeting the people that we were supposed to meet. And, and that's kind of been the way that, that, that we moves always been. It's, we don't really turn up with cute, uh, with questions and we just kind of turn up and <laughs> literally say, oh, we just wanted to hang out. Mm. <laughs> and have a and have a conversation and 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 partake in what these people partake in so you know we've i don't know we've like surfed with great people and climbed with amazing people in fact we you know we've, we climbed with tommy coldwell who's quite a well-known climber he, he's the subject of a netflix series called uh, uh the dawn uh, sorry netflix film called the dawn wall he did this epic climb he's one of the greatest climbers of all time we we went to hang out with him in in south of france and he's like come climbing with me i was like yeah okay cool okay. this is this is awesome yeah and so so that's kind of it's not really the zany experience but it's just this really beautiful experience we have whereby we kind of set an intention or we know what we want to do and then we just kind of we get guided and we let it be and mm. and and then you record it for people to listen to yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we do we Amazing. do our part by recording it and putting it out yeah yeah um so so yeah there you go that's that's we move so how has your daily routine changed since lockdown then? You're kind of a photographer and podcaster and all of that by trade. What are you up to at the moment? So like most creatives, um, all of my work has pretty much been postponed. Um, so my daily routine has become much, much slower, uh, which has been amazing because actually I was probably like everyone else who lives in London, which is a bit of a judgmental statement, but it, it feels appropriate living a life at 100 miles an hour mm. and not really wanting to live life at 100 miles an hour but not really feeling like I had much of a choice yeah and so so it's been a blessing to really have that an enforced slowdown happen 
And so what that means is, you know, now that I'm out in the country, you know, I get up and I go for a short walk with my mum in the morning. We go to the nature reserve and just get some fresh air. Um, might do a podcast during the day. Um, actually cooking. Like, I, like I, I, love, I love food, but I've never had a great relationship with cooking. Mm. And, and I saw a nutritionist a few years ago for a problem, uh, for a digestive problem I was having. And, and her advice was, you need to build a better relationship with food and everything else mm. will sort itself out. And it's like, stop eating on the go actually you know buy your produce cook the produce sit down and eat it if you can sit down with friends and eat and make the whole the whole uh, experience like a ritual mm. then you know you you'll probably you know just alleviate these issues which which you did so actually having uh, not having time but actually giving the time to to cook and yeah. and and just um you know yeah just just generally everything has slowed down and it's it's been a really nice experience and actually I've, I've really got into drawing sacred geometry oh my gosh I've seen this on Instagram yeah and I mean that's incredible uh, when I first started doing, I was spending like five hours a day drawing I think but, it's drawing's one of those things that you can really lose yourself in but just even giving myself five or not even giving myself I'm gonna be careful with the words I'm using I probably would have been less likely to have allowed my five hours of my day to go by with drawing yeah. And it and it's bringing me so much pleasure and so much peace and meditation. Mm-hmm. And um you know the there's a, a chap online that called Robert Edward Grant who does a daily Instagram live and he talks about it with regards to perspective and how when you draw the patterns out you need to change your perspective to see the patterns and the shapes within it, the geometries within it. Mm. And he talks about that being a, a great metaphor for life. You know, and so it's like you've kind of got this practice which is on the surface drawing patterns mm. but in a metaphorical sense it's um maybe that's not the right terminology metaphor metaphorical sense but in a larger sense it's it's about ch- changing your perspective and seeing other perspectives because you have to see other perspectives within the geometries to see the other patterns right and, and so it's just been this really beautiful practice of of being of maintaining creativity you know by by drawing but having some structure to it and and just being childlike in terms of mm. not looking at what time I start and what time I need to finish and if I've yeah, got yeah. meetings or because your mum's cooking your dinner right so there's no no no, need no, to no, no no I'm she's having a great time <laughs> I'm cooking a dinner every day um but oh, um, that's so great you know um but yeah just just allowing the I guess similar to we move you know just allowing the time to be and not getting mm. in the way of it and just doing what yeah. it is that, that I want to do and enjoying it and being very at peace with that so one of the things I was really looking forward to when we came down to my parents house where um, we're currently quarantining was actually relinquishing the control of (coughs) being the person that puts three meals on the table every day and just relinquishing that control over what I ate to somebody else because I think in London I was getting quite um as I think so many of us were, it was just sort of stress eating, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah. And just sort of grazing 24 hours a day. No, sorry, mm. not 24, but the waking hours. Yeah. Um, but, and I just was finding it really hard to get a handle on that because I wasn't stressed during the daytime. But then as soon as I went to bed, I was having sort of like corona nightmares um, <laughs> and sort of waking up feeling quite anxious and stuff. And then I think that kind of... Ma- you know materialized into me just excessively snacking and it's been really nice just relinquishing that control and just being like no no like Mm. you make my meals I will just consume them and be really grateful and it's helped me kind of 
reestablish some control in my life. <laughs> I think also, you know, there's habitual behaviour in London that, for me, that I'm not even really conscious about. And, and being here has made me conscious of it. For example, the way that I spend money in London, mm. it's almost like I just spend money to spend money. Yeah. Like, a, like, a, like here... You know, if I go to the lake, actually, I have to. I call. I have to call them. We do a transaction over the phone. Cost me four pounds. Mm. You know, so so literally, the only thing I'm spending money on here is is to, you know, a, a leisure activity. Let's call it, and and to eat, and that's really all I need to spend money on. Mm. But when I'm in London, I have this habit of like, I need to get out. I need to get out, and so I'm going to go and do this, and I'm going to, you know, and it's just like a really unconscious way of living. Mm. Uh, you know. And so it's been it's been nice to have that experience of 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 uh, having that control, you know, realizing yeah. that control again, you know. Yeah. So, what are you most grateful for at the moment? I think actually just spending time with my parents. Um, you know, like uh, my dad got in the lake with me yesterday. <laughs> it's like, oh, nice. You know, I, you know, I go for a walk with my mum in the morning, or you know, with my dad in the evening, and it's like you know, just having conversations and. <clears throat> we're all in lockdown so it's like you know no one can mm. you know we yeah my my dad's an extremely busy person doesn't really like to sit down at all my mum's the same I'm the same mm. so it's it, you know even if I was to come and spend time with them over over Christmas it's like we would never have this experience of spending that amount of time together so yeah. actually be able to spend that time together has been like it's been divine actually mm. and you know I, it's made me incredibly grateful for the relationship that I have with my parents and I don't really even consider it that I have a good relationship. I, I just kind of accept I do. And then kind of realising that some people don't have that with any of the yeah. members of their family or, you know, or friends or, you know, all that I could even get out of London and come and spend time here. Like, mm. you know, that was my second option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, kind exactly. Of, kind of ludicrous. Yeah. Um, not ludicrous, but it's kind of amazing that, that that's the relationship that I have, that I can do that. And so I, I just feel really grateful for for them and it just kind of makes me think of the times in my life actually where they've I may have lived slightly unconventional lifestyles and they've just been like you know fully supportive of that and mm. and um yeah it's really beautiful so mm. yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying that very grateful I think it, it it's funny how isn't it sometimes when you have conversations with people it seems like you're having them on the exactly the right day for you in that moment or Another example is that sometimes when I go to do my morning yoga and I put yoga with Adrian video on YouTube, it's like exactly, <laughs> it'll be exactly the right practice for my body that day because like somehow she mm. knew that I was really tired. But you saying that just then has made me think, well, this is exactly what I needed to hear today because I'm the same. I have an amazing relationship with my parents and actually I see them really often Um Anyway, I mean, I always come down here and spend time with them. But for some reason, I mean, we only we've been here a week now and I'm starting to just get really annoyed. And <laughs> I I do that because I like I was saying to you before we came on air, like I really need my own space. But hearing you say what you have just said has made me realise that actually, like, I am so incredibly lucky to be mm. in a lovely house with adoring parents um, who I you know, we go, we all go for a 5pm walk every day. That's the little routine. Nice. And I need to be really grateful for that. And I need to not be, you know, annoyed that like, 
I'm not the one cooking supper or that, you know, they're watching their program or the radio's on or something. It's like, <laughs> it's just such a wake up call that not everyone is in the same position and that actually, yeah, it's, it's something to be amazingly grateful for, I think. Yeah. So thanks, Chris, for giving me a slap <laughs> around the face. <laughs> I was having a little diva moment today. Um, <laughs> right. My next question has to do with food. Um, because I just think that for all of us, food at the moment is such a comfort, isn't it? Because we mm. are all cooking so much more. We're getting back to basics. Um, what is a meal right now that you can't live without? I seem to be eating a ton of lentils. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I was expecting like why. toast or <laughs> pasta or something. But... No, like I, I kind of... So my relationship with food has always been very functional. So I was always quite, you know, athletic, I suppose, would be the term. And and so so growing up, my, my you know, I ate as a result of that, you know, like this, these, this is the energy that I need. And it's really only in the past couple of years that I've started to change that relationship. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so I have like kind of my, my go-tos, like I love to eat porridge, <laughs> like I just do. You know, I like to put nuts in it. I like to put, cover it in like honey or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I love eggs, but my really strangely, actually, my tastes have really changed over the past few weeks. Like I, I like, I, I am a meat, meat eater, but I barely kind of touched it in the past two weeks. Like I just haven't really felt drawn to it at all. Mm. It's not even a case of believe, I'm a believer in it, but I follow what I feel like and uh, like with all aspects. And, um, and right now I don't really feel like eating meat, um, I don't really kind of get too much into it. I just don't. And so, so as I've only really just begun to learn how to cook, yeah. <laughs> lentils is a go-to, <laughs> but <laughs> I do love them. I'm having a great time, like just exploring all these different recipes. And, and actually just even that, the, the, the process of looking at recipes and cooking from recipes is just not something that I would ever do or, no, or have ever done. No, who's got the time to read a bloody recipe before starting to even cook the meal normally? Yeah. And even the relationship with food shopping in London is, you know it's very much I, I i shop day by day because i don't i don't know what my day is until the day comes whereas here mm. i'm like okay well i'm going to the shops i can't go every day so like what am i going to eat or you know what are we going to cook for the next five days mm. and actually you know listing the ingredients that i need to get and then sticking to those meals and and then also realizing that i'm cooking for more than just myself and i can be um quite stoic in that you know i can eat the same thing several meals in a row but actually mm. if i'm cooking for my mum and my dad it's probably not really what they want to do yeah so so i that's also been a very big change uh change for me this experience has given this experience has given me a big change in my relationship with food mm. and um that's really exciting for me because you know obviously i understand the importance of it but because i generally eat quite healthy anyway Mm. It, it, I can def, definitely let it slip and now I feel like it, I'm kind of maybe finesse, finessing that relationship and, mm. and actually taking yeah. the time to work out what I want to eat and and just really enjoying the food you know yeah it's something actually I've been thinking about as a nutritional therapist I wonder whether the British public will emerge out of this healthier or yeah less, I mean less healthy because obviously we are all cooking from scratch but some people might actually just be going more towards the convenience foods. It'd be yeah, interesting. Maybe. Yeah. It's funny, is I saw this amazing meme. It was a two it was a two image meme and the first image was like family in living room 
you know, with iPads and iPhones all ignoring each other, sort of, you know, in this, the statement was something like, you know, during everyday life. And the second meme was everyone out, like, in the park saying, you know, during free, uh, during quarantine and when the freedom is kind of, you know, in question, everyone goes out and starts to get fit and healthy. Completely, yeah. I, I've never seen so many people running in my life or, you know, know, doing some type of exercise. So I'm kind of like, wow, everyone's going to get really fit and healthy out of this. Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope so. A friend of mine that lives in near um, Clapham Common said that, she went out for a run and it was like there were so many people on Clapham Common that everyone was having to sort of run like concentric circles around each other <laughs> to like keep their distance while still doing their run. It must have been very funny. Amazing. Um, what is something you've learned about your about yourself since lockdown? Um, I mean, so I've been quite intentional with this and I kind of let it dwell. Do you know much about shadow work? No. So check out Carl Jung's work with the shadow. And I, I am by no means an expert. And so, you know, forgive my explanation of this because I know I won't have it particularly, uh, I, I know I won't have it exactly right. But the shadow is, um, the shadow are the aspects of your personality that, that you maybe reject or you resent or you don't like. But to do so means that you're not accepting yourself. And so it's kind of obviously essential to have a healthy relationship with yourself to accept all elements of yourself, even those things that you don't maybe don't particularly like, you know, and, and that could be on, I guess that could be in any, in, in any realm, whether it's like physical, mental, emotional or whatever. And it's to kind of, you know, accept those areas and to bring love to those areas. So I was, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and it, it got put in a, a really nice way, which I, which which resonated with me in it, and it was like finding those areas of yourself that you don't love and bringing love to those areas. Mm. And, and I think it's really amazing, certainly where my parents live, I keep seeing all these people doing these amazing deep house cleans. And I think, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so they're cleaning their house. Like, what does that sound like? But cleaning the self, cleaning the mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so what I've been learning about myself is I actually, um, I, the last time I, so I did some therapy work before Christmas to kind of work, do some work on myself. And, and one of the practices that the therapist had me do was journaling, which I found phenomenal as a record for the way that I was feeling. And I was doing that on a day by day basis. And then we would speak once a week and she would read the journal and then we were able to then do the work based around that. And so I, so I started that journal up again and I just started to ask my, ask questions of myself in the journal, like, okay, what, what areas am I judging about myself or what areas am I judging about other people? Because whatever I'm judging about anyone else is a reflection of what I'm judging about myself. Mm. And so, you know, so what areas of myself do I not like <laughs> or what areas of myself am I not accepting? What areas do I need to bring love to and what areas do I need to forgive and what areas do I need to accept? And so I've been having this really, um, really amazing experience doing that work and, you know, it's definitely something that, that I can just kind of forget to do on a day by day basis, or I can give myself a really hard time. And, 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 and so, I, so I've been kind of, I haven't been forceful with it. I've just been letting it come and spending mm. some time here and there. Like maybe today I'll spend a little bit of time or maybe I won't, maybe I'll do it tomorrow and just letting it come up and then kind of documenting it and being, being very gentle with myself with it. I think there can be a tendency, like I, I, lean more towards like an a type personality so it's like i yeah. want to achieve things and i want to be like i just want to get it done <laughs> like I'm, yeah you know and i want to get on too. with my life and and you know so kind of remembering that phrase of being gentle with myself when i'm doing it mm. it's it's not about achievement it's just about you know bringing some harmony and some balance back into back back to my psyche really 
Mm. A very valuable lesson, I think, for all of us who are, you know, in lockdown and spending a lot more time with ourselves than I think we usually would because we don't have that external stimuli all the time that's like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that. Actually, we don't have a lot to do, so... Mm. And and even going back to that phrase of being gentle, you know, like like over the weekend I just felt exhausted. I was like, I just, you know, I just need to have... I need to watch a movie. Mm. <laughs> like, I need to just not do anything. Or I just need to have a day that I would normally consider to be wasteful. But it's just like, I just, you know, you, you can't, I can't do the shadow work every day, you know. Like, I can't do it, like, every every other day. It's, it can be quite exhausting. So, it's, you know, it's something that I'm doing, but it's also just kind of being gentle. I mean, like, you know what, today today's going to be one of those days where I, you know, yeah, don't really do much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's totally cool. That's totally fine, mm. you know. Amazing. Um, so my final question, much like Kirsty Young might, la- might let you take three things to a desert island, what are three things that you absolutely cannot live without in lockdown? Um, well, based on my Apart habits... Apart from lentils. <laughs> based on my habits in lockdown, um, I, f- I fell in love with my juicer. <laughs> it's like my favourite thing in the world. <laughs> but also quite a... Um, expensive way to use vegetables, given that like maybe they're quite difficult uh, to come by. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I I, li- I only just bought it about a month ago or six oh, weeks okay. ago or something, and I just you know I just freaking love it. Like if I went into the kitchen now, Chris, and juiced like all of the carrots in Mum's <laughs> fridge with like a really big piece of ginger and an apple or whatever, she'd go mad because now we don't have we wouldn't have any carrots. <laughs> just have to buy extra carrots. <laughs> I just oh, dude, I love on it. The, one, I, I, the once weekly trip to the supermarket. Yeah. You know, again, like sort of relating, go back to that story in London of of just everyday habits. And it's I, like I spend a for, or I was spending a fortune on juice because I just I just really enjoyed drinking it. And so it, so I took the parents in my hands and bought one. And uh, when I came back, I brought it back with me. And um, yeah, just that's that's how I start. That's that's the first thing that goes in my body pretty much every day is a mm. fresh juice and I just, it just makes me feel great so what's your fave yeah. juice combination um the one that I seem to make all the time is apple ginger celery carrots and I can't really get any now but fresh turmeric as well mm. and then a bit of pepper in it it's just you know that does sound good it's just it just feels amazing it really feels amazing and actually one of the byproducts of doing the, sh- the shadow work is that you you tend to start not tend I can only talk about my own experience start treating yourself I start treating treating myself much kinder and so I I drink a juice not because someone's telling me that's the best thing that I should be doing or the way that I should you know nourish my body but because that's the way that I want to nourish my physical self Mm. you know that's the kindest thing that I can do for you know in the morning is to Mm. you know is to you know put put four pieces of fruit or veg you know in my body Mm. And um, so I kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> okay, so juicer is number one. What yeah. about two and three? Well, considering I'm spending like several hours a day drawing, it's probably like you know a, an all-encompassing uh, piece of paper or endless paper compass and a and a pencil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> check out. I don't. I don't ever mention it, but check out at Robert Edward Grant on Instagram and and the work he's doing is amazing. And actually, the the background to sacred geometry is that if you look into um, there's there's a particular uh, pattern called the flower of life and when you look into ancient history it 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 turns up in sumeria and egypt which is the first known civilizations it turns up in greece turns up in china 
And so it, it kind of like turns up throughout the ages. And within it, you find the five platonic solids. And like I was saying about the perspective, it's like you can get quite philosophically deep with it. And you can see basically how the universe is within the geometry. And you can see how even like the way cell division is, is shown in the geometry through the platonic solids. So there's, so there's probably something within the sacred geometry, the fact that it's been around since the dawn of our known time, mm. that, is, that is maybe beyond, certainly beyond my comprehension at the moment. But um, th- there's, something en- there's obviously something endless in it. And it's just a really beautiful meditative practice. And for me, it feels like I'm being creative as well. And, you know, that's really important to me. Yeah, in the, um, the Sunday papers this weekend, there was a lot of, like, adult puzzling and, like, colouring in. <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of us are going back to those very kind of childhood-esque pursuits where, yeah. you know, we get you can actually derive so much joy from colouring, putting mm. colour in between, you know, two black lines very beautifully and yeah. feel a real sense of achievement because, like... There's not that much else to achieve right now. And I think even looking at it from a physiological perspective, you know, they're, they're parasympathetic activities. Like, they're calming mm. everything down. Yeah. So above and beyond the fact that you're putting different colours onto a piece of paper, maybe it's an hour where your whole system is not stressed out because it's so engrossed in doing a relaxing activity. And that has mm. massive effects then on the way that you sleep and the way that the rest of your day is and, you know, and the way that you're interacting with, you know, crazy fear-based people you know reporting that the world's going into meltdown it's like you know that these activities are helped to, to calm yeah help, help to calm the nervous system down which then helps the, in the way that you respond to the rest of life so yeah, you know above yeah. and beyond the i'm coloring easter bunny in on this piece of paper <laughs> actually <laughs> actually has like you're a, supporting your physiology at the same time <laughs> it actually has like all a right what's your uh, what's your third thing um, so I guess it would be, so I, so I'm, you know, I'm a creative in the sense, that, you know, I make my living, you know, taking photographs and creating, creating different things. So I guess on my walks, I take a camera and, um, so again, I'm going to like group like camera slash computer to edit pictures. Oh, um, am I going to allow you that grouping? <laughs> yeah. I, I, could just I, look, I could just look at the pictures on the back of the camera, but, um, you know, again, it's just kind of. The way that I photograph, <laughs> I suppose I'll get into a little bit of detail, is that I tend to have a, a long lens on, which means you kind of focus in on the details as opposed to taking a wide kind mm-hmm. of like landscape shot where just you don't really see everything. So even that's like a really nice kind of calming practice. Like I go out for walks, I take a camera mm. and, um, you know, you're kind of looking, focusing in on the details. So you take pictures of ducks or, you know, I live, my parents live in the, uh, like, like the Fenlands. So it's like lots of water and lakes and flatlands. And so it's like, you know, what have I got to photograph is, you know, it's, it's nature and it's just that connection with nature and, and the land. And, and so, yeah, I guess, I guess that would be, I mean, I'm not taking huge amounts of photographs, but I guess. But it the brings ducks me, are always there when you need some inspiration. Yeah. It brings me infinite joy to kind of take pictures and then, you know, sit on the computer and play around with, you know, play around with colours and, mm. and cropping and editing and, again, just like creative practices. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Amazing. practical in the juicer and then creative in the, the pencils and cameras. Yeah, you've got all you need to sustain life under lockdown, pretty much. Yeah, which is actually just making me think about how simple life, life can be and should be. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's funny, like... Although I will tell you, the one thing I'm missing is a really good matcha latte. I haven't actually perfected that. (laughs) Oh, I can't stand matcha. I really cannot stand. I always find it tastes of pondweed. Really? Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm not a coffee drinker. I can't stand coffee, so... Okay, well, we'll have to we'll have to differ on that um, on that point. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being a guest. And, yeah, my um, pleasure. Best of best of everything for the duration of this lovely downtime that we're all experiencing. Thanks, Chris. Oh, oh, oh.